actress Catherine Heigl, a passionate animal advocate who has saved over 16,000 dogs, says she's been seeing more issues with dogs' joints, odors, and health than ever before. She believes there's a link between canine health and diet. After extensive research, she developed Superfood Complete, a dog food pack with over 30 wholesome ingredients, including superfoods beneficial for your furry friend. Superfood Complete isn't just about deliciousness, though dogs love the taste. It's about supporting overall well-being. In addition to providing a healthy option for your pet, Badlands Ranch, the maker of Superfood Complete, also supports the Jason DeBus Heigl Foundation, which helps rescue countless dogs and find them loving homes. Dogs across America are trying this food and loving it. Go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 and order right now to get up to 50% off your regular priced order with a 90-day money-back guarantee. If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to BadlandsRanch.com slash MC901 today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Today on the show, I have several calls to go over, but they all revolve around a single theme. It's one that I can't think of a single dispatcher would like to deal with. I've said a few times on the show before that I and most, if not all dispatchers I know, really feel something extra when we have calls involving those who can't help themselves. Yes, we will absolutely do what we can to help everyone, but a couple drunks in a bar having a fist fight, chances are they chose their path. They knew what they were getting into. The calls that I'm talking about, they're the ones where the victims are truly helpless. And before we get into this episode, I'm going to give a bit of a warning. These calls involve children. It's very hard to listen to and to think about, but as I've said in the past, I'm trying to hit everything a dispatcher might encounter. So here we go with another episode of Music City 911. Yes, ma'am. Um, I just witnessed a shooting on Anderson. Um, I believe that's Anderson Street, correct? Where Anderson Avenue? It was a um black car and a civil car. I, um, he was chasing each other. That was shooting. I know one. Okay, give me one second, ma'am. Take a deep breath. We already have the car, but you said which one had the people shooting? The black vehicle or the silver vehicle? Just both vehicles had a gun. The, the, the black car was defending himself from the civil car. Which okay, that's what I was asking. Did you see the? Uh, did you have a description of the person in the civil car? 
No, I, I really don't because it was it was coming out the street soon. I was trying to get out the way, but I was, you know, calling this in, so somebody, you know, I don't know. Okay, and you said the victim was in a black sedan? Yes, it was, he was in a four-door car, a black car, and um, the... The civil car was like a four door car, but it was like a uh, like an SUV. You said the civil car was like an SUV. Yes, ma'am, and it had like two or three people in that vehicle. Times three. Okay. All right, ma'am. So we do have help already um, at the location of the person in the black vehicle. But thank you for calling in and giving us that additional information. Did you see which way they drove towards? Ma'am, it was headed like part of the first way to Martin's Cube. Gotcha. Okay. All right, I'll let them know. Thank you so much. This call, almost any agency is going to get a call like this from time to time. A drive-by shooting or a couple vehicles chasing each other while shooting any number of reasons for it happening, but the majority of the time, just like the vast majority of murders in America, most of them are centered around drugs and gang violence. Not sure what started this one, but obviously they had something going on where one or both carloads of people were trying to kill each other. On calls like this, a dispatcher, you want to get as much information as you can while immediately dispatching units towards the area so hopefully police can get to where the suspects are and possibly stop them before someone does get shot. That's where the vehicle descriptions and their direction of flight, that's very important. You also want a general time frame of when it happened. If they just drove by in the last minute or two, it'll make potentially finding these people a lot easier than if a caller says it happened 10 or 15 minutes ago. Atlanta PD received another call around the same time as this one. Incidents like this, generally the phones, they light up with multiple people reporting what happened. Atlanta 911, operator 7999. What is the address of your emergency? Um, yes, I was on the, I'm on the corner of um, Callaway and Anderson. You said Callaway and Anderson? Do you need police yes, by your EMS? Um, well, I, I just want to report, they, um, there was a black Hyundai Sonata and a gray, a silver Jeep Grand Cherokee. Um, there was a Jeep Grand Cherokee that was shooting, and, like, my car just got shot. Were you able to get the tag um, off that vehicle? No, I mean, I'm fine. Like, I'm, the vehicle's still drivable, but I'm just letting you know there's a black Hyundai Sonata and a silver um, Jeep Grand Cherokee that's on the run, and the, uh, a, the silver Grand Cherokee was the one that was firing the gun. Okay, so the the black Hyundai and the Jeep Grand Cherokee, were they, like, chasing each other? Yes, ma'am. Okay. Yeah. One second. Um, I don't know. Okay. So the, the Hyundai was being chased by the Cherokee? Yes. And they were shooting out of the Cherokee. Yes. Were you able to see the person and driving the vehicle? No, I, I wasn't. I I just when I when he went, 
Um, I was wondering where he was going. I saw the Cherokee, and I just heard some shots. So, you know, I heard him and got out the way. Okay, ma'am, do you want to read an officer about this? There was no officer. No, do you want do you want to meet with one about this? Do you want to get a report for your vehicle? Yes. Okay, where are you parked? Um, well, right now I'm on Westlake. I can stop at the Marta station. Okay. You're gonna meet them. What kind of vehicle are you in? I'm in a black Hyundai Elantra. Okay. Okay, ma'am. Hello. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Okay. What's your name? Uh. What's your phone number? Yes. And you said you're going to be standing by Wesley train station. Yes. When they when they if if they come on the on the Westlake side, just make that left, and I'll be parked. Okay, we have it in. We'll go ahead and get an officer out there. If anything wants to change, you give us a call back. Are you sure you don't need an ambulance, ma'am? Um, no, I think I, 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 the, the, the bullet missed me, I think. Yeah, it did. I'm not hurt or anything. It just went through. Okay, we have it in. We'll go ahead and get someone out there. Okay. Thank you. So this kind of steps things up a little bit. As of this call... No person has been hit, but those stray bullets connected with this caller's vehicle. At the very least, we got confirmation of what was happening out there, as well as a bit further suspect description and which way they were going. The caller was lucky she didn't get hit. Typically in these drive-bys or multiple vehicle shootouts like this one, the shooters get tunnel vision. They're only focused on what they're shooting at, and they have little to no regard for what's surrounding what they're actually shooting at. Sounds like they were likely weaving in and out of traffic and just about blindly shooting. More calls were coming in. Atlanta, I'm one operator 7358. What is the address of the emergency? Um, 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 I don't know. This lady baby just got shot on the drive-by. Please come help me. The lady just shot in the back of the head, man. What's the address? I need an address. Um, um, Anderson, it's on Anderson Park. Anderson Park, that's all I know, ma'am. I just ran in the store because they do a literally drive by. Her shot in the back of the head. Where, please, where is she right? Ma'am, ma'am, stop, stop begging me. Please for help. And just tell me the name of the store. Um, 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 I don't know. I'm scared to go outside, ma'am. Cause they so you don't know the name of the store that you're at? No, ma'am. I just okay. If you're if you're inside of a store, if you're inside of a store, listen to me. If you're inside of the store, then you're not by yourself. Where's the store clerk? Let's get an address. Speak English. I asked him first what's the address. He told me no, no, no. I'm sorry, ma'am. This I'm is a recorded sorry, line, okay? Just so you know, this is a recorded yeah, line. So you're saying that a child yes, is shot at this location, correct? Yes, yes. I'm going to peep outside, ma'am, to see the edge room. I'm going to peep. I'm going to peep. 
it's the food market. It's the food. It's the food market on Anderson Fordway now. Anderson Avenue. Yes, yes, Anderson Avenue and Tiger Flower. All right, and you don't have any further information? Um, uh, the baby, is, the mother is Caucasian. Cur- why I'm starting, not trying to get with BC Food Market. Hold on one second for EMS. Brandon, back in the car. EMS, what is the address of the emergency? Hey, Grady, it's Elena. Um, let's go into the Anderson Avenue and Tiger Flowers. Anderson Avenue Northwest and Tiger Flowers Rise Northwest. Okay. Ma'am, are you still on the line? I'm sorry, yeah. Flamecrest Drive? No. Anderson Avenue and Tiger Flowers. Tiger yeah. Flowers. Okay, I apologize. Hold on, let me lock this in. Okay, hello, caller. Caller? Yes, ma'am. Yes, what's the phone number you're calling from? I don't know, ma'am. I was just driving there trying to stop at the store to go and get my carrier, and I already seen the car flying by doing drive-by. I was trying to get out the way. I stopped at the store to make clear because it's like this case because they just going up and down the street. And I ran inside the store, and as I'm coming inside the store, right before I ran in, the lady said, please, somebody help her baby. And I see that it's a hole, you know, like a hole in the back of the baby head. And she's now over the mama's shirt. Okay, I'm sorry. That was that was a lot of information. Grady, right. we have yes. um, reports of a six-month-old baby shot at the location. Okay. Okay, ma'am, you say you were just driving by. You really, you're not there anymore? No. Okay. We do have calls for this. Okay. You said this okay. was having a fire. Hold on just for a moment. Okay, ma'am, I'm going to ask you a few questions. If you don't know the answer, just say I don't know, okay? Hello, ma'am. Elena. She may have disconnected, Grady. Um, we have everybody we out. Okay, we only got one call about this. Um, yeah, I initially, um, I I didn't think that this was an actual call because she didn't have any information. I I see that somebody else is on the line with you guys, but we we don't have a bunch of calls either. I have one other person getting information. I don't have any further info. Okay. Um, and you said Anderson Avenue and Tiger's Flowers? Yeah. I'm getting ready to Google to see if there's a store at that location, but Anderson Avenue and Tiger Flowers. Okay. Um, two, two engines are en route, and I believe okay. PD may be on. Hold PD may be. PD hasn't even been dispatched, I don't think. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, um, PD supervisor notified. Hold on one second, Grady. Let me look at okay. my map. Okay. Grady, there is a food mart at that intersection. It looks like it's going to be 202 Anderson Avenue. Okay. 
And yeah, we don't have any more. We don't have any more info. I don't have any more information coming in. Okay, wait a minute. I think we do have a call now because you said so to Anderson Avenue. Mhm. Okay. Ayana, yeah, we have somebody. What's your operator number? I'm seven three five eight. Um, Grady, what information are you giving? Are you are they getting so I can put it in this call? Okay, hold on. Let me read the notes. Okay, it's a six-month-old, unknown if he's conscious. Hold on. Okay, this is just most of the information is unknown at the moment. Um, we have a call on the line with the person that's there, actually, that's about to give CPR to the baby. All right, so CPR is in progress. They're not updating our marks, so I'm just going to update it so the dispatcher can see. Well, not CPR, just a breathing diagnostic at the moment. I'm looking right now. Oh, boy. Okay. What's your operator number? I'm 7358. Okay, I'm 939. Thank you. So you have PD and fire en route? Yeah, everybody's en route. Um, okay. License fire. They're going code 3. Okay. All right, thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye. Obviously, this one was hard to find out about. The caller wasn't directly involved, but had some info regarding a shooting victim, a baby. The dispatchers there in Atlanta, as I've played in a few other episodes, they have separate dispatch centers. The majority of the call was spent trying to get the address for the location of where this was happening. I've looked up this food mart they were talking about, and it's absolutely tiny. There isn't even a a sign on the building stating what it is. Correct thing is, if you really don't know where you're at, And if you're at a business like this, try and ask the clerk what the address is. Really get on that, too. If still there's some sort of problem with it, I'll have the caller look above the front door for a numerical for the address. And at very least, like here, try to get a cross street intersection so help can at least get started. Getting the address is important, obviously, because without it, we don't know where to send help. GPS can be helpful narrowing down what the location is, but that's not always accurate because the caller might not still be there where it happened at. And also, they could be calling using an older phone and that doesn't have the current GPS capabilities. Some of them don't. Some people also turn off their GPS completely. I don't suggest doing that, and for whatever reason, if you decide to, Almost any phone will have the option to leave GPS on with your phone only while dialing 911. But the information gathering revolving around the address, that did take a bit of time. A baby's been shot. I would hope for a bit more urgency out of the caller with something like this. And if that urgency doesn't exist, a dispatcher needs to make them realize that it's absolutely an urgent matter and that the caller needs to step it up some. Back to the two agencies, though. There at the end of the call, they were obviously trying to coordinate what happened and what units get started. They were talking about only the single other caller that they had when it was coming in. Atlanta centers are likely bigger than my agency, but even with that, we will, and I would imagine they will also have a lot of people answering the phones and possibly different parts of the building. 
there's a good chance that someone else is on the phone with someone else regarding the same incident. They just might not know it yet. And to tell you the truth, the first dispatcher, when talking to the second one, kind of hinted around that she might have thought it was a fake call. The first time I heard it, I could absolutely see where she would maybe have thought that. As I said, the caller seemed to have little to no urgency after a baby was shot. She was sort of stumbling over some words, almost like she was making it up. Something just didn't quite seem right on the call, but regardless, they did get help started. As to the fake calls, we get those. Every agency does. People will call in saying all kinds of nonsense, and we'll have to send police out to investigate it. This one turned out to be real. As you heard towards the end of the call, they did get another call stating that it was pretty much the same thing going on, and they were running a breathing diagnostic to try to figure out how the breathing was going on. We use that, and most other agencies that do have that, they try to do it to determine if actual effective breathing is happening. Most all people breathe within a certain range of breaths per minute. If it falls below a certain level, those could be considered agonal respirations, and obviously, if agonal respirations are going on or worse, no breathing at all, CPR can be started. The other call they were talking about that was coming in it was on another line with another call taker. I'll go ahead and play that now. Atlanta 911. 911, my baby was shot in the drive-by. What? My baby was shot in the drive-by. Where are you at? What's the location? I, uh, Tiger Springs and, oh, and uh, Tiger Springs and Anderson at a grocery store. Tiger Springs? No, my baby was shot. What city? What city are you in? I, Atlanta. Okay. Can you ask somebody the address? I don't see Tiger Springs. Um, 202 on Anderson. On Anderson. 202 Anderson? Yes. Please, okay, stay honey. on the line. I'm transferring you to the ambulance. Don't hang up. EMS, what's the address of your emergency? Uh, uh, 202. Um, are we on Anderson? Anderson, oh, Anderson Avenue? Oh, Tiger Flowers? Is, 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 is it the store? 202 Anderson Avenue, Northwest, is that yes. correct? Yes. What's the name of the store? I don't know. It's a food mart. What's the phone you're calling from? Okay, and what's your name? Hold on, hold on. Hello? Yes, what's your name, ma'am? No, no, no. Be quiet, hello? Yes? Yes. There was a drive-by. People were driving past us shooting, and they got my back, but they got my baby six months. Oh, okay. Hold for one second. Atlanta, I'm not support. Can we go ahead and start firing PD to this location? Yes, I'm 8029. Thank you. <laughs> and ma'am, how old is your baby? Six months. Oh, okay. Is this a male or female? A, a male. Is he awake? I don't know. 
and everything okay. up under his head except for a little bit of a blanket. That way he don't have it on the asphalt. Okay. Is there anything in his, in his mouth? No, ma'am, no. Okay. I need you to place your hand on him one second. Ma'am. Ma'am. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. The baby had the gunshot wound to the head. It went through the eye. The skull is completely fractured. Okay. All right, I understand. The the cops are here. There's honestly nothing. I used to be a firefighter and an EMT, so. I understand, sir. Yeah. Is there more than one wound, sir? No, there's only one, and it looks like it went through the eye. Okay. All right, sir. Um, from, one second. All right, I'm just going to hold the line with you until helps arrive, Okay. Okay. Well, the EM, the uh, there's a cop here. I see. I hear ambulance on too. Okay. Let me know when fire or PD or uh, not fire, uh, fire or EMS arrives on scene. Okay. Do what? I'm on your phone, ma'am. I need that phone. What you need? His number, baby father's number. Sure. Six seven. Here, I'll help you where that call ended it was incredibly difficult to listen to and i've listened to it multiple times in prepping this episode it never got any easier before i get into some of the info of this call and what happened afterwards i've seen some comments regarding the dispatcher being rude on the call i didn't really hear that but i'm going to kind of make a blanket statement here not regarding this call but in regards to all calls I would rather have someone potentially be rude to me and get the help started immediately and possibly help a victim than have someone be polite and delay either response time and or any type of pre-arrival help that can be given over the telephone. If you have someone who's not breathing and in cardiac arrest, they have a very small window to try and help them. Generally, with most people, four minutes without oxygen and there's no bringing you back at all. It's not always the case, but generally that's the time frame. So if someone calls in and they say someone has stopped breathing, you've already lost time and need to get on it. Unfortunately, in the reports I've seen, only about 5% of CPR is effective. But without attempting it at all, 100% of those patients won't make it. You've probably heard the phrase, when seconds count, this is absolutely where they count. I'll be nice later. This is the time to get shit done. A life is potentially on the line. And as I said, this isn't regarding this call directly, just in general. And it can be extended past medical type calls. 
police calls where the suspect can potentially be caught, time is of the essence with those also. A lower priority call? Absolutely. I'll be nice all day long. But overall, our job is to help those whose life is on the line and being polite and delaying, that isn't helping anyone. This call, it was a bit different. We didn't absolutely find out until the gentleman who said he was in the emergency field previously when he picked up the phone to start relaying the info, it seemed that this baby was already beyond any help. It's a very harsh reality, but an obvious death, those aren't workable arrests. I think the dispatcher was wanting to or maybe hoping the baby would start breathing again. And this is also harsh, but being shot through the eye with an exit wound out the back of the head or vice versa, with a fractured skull like he was describing, that's generally considered a explosive gunshot wound to the head, and most times it's not a workable arrest. Unfortunately, no help really could be given. As much as any of us dispatchers want to help and possibly bring some back from the edge of death, it's something that'll happen on occasion where no level of help will bring the patient back around. No one wants to hear this. No one wants to be a part of this on any level. Dispatchers don't want to hear it. Police, firemen, and paramedics, they don't want to see it. And without question, the mother didn't expect this to happen when she was just driving to the food mart. This woman's life and the whole neighborhood will forever be scarred by these absolute assholes with no regard for others trying to shoot each other and what was probably started over just exactly what I said, drugs or gang violence. Just beyond senseless. Emergency crews arrived at the scene, as you heard, and found exactly what was described to the dispatchers. Police started questioning witnesses and gathering evidence. A lot of very quick work went into the investigation, and within 24 hours, a suspect was in custody. 22-year-old Dequazi Little was arrested and charged with murder. This guy, even at only 22 years old, he's been in and out of jail for years. He has a violent past. In previous arrests, he was charged with domestic violence for assaulting his sister and strangling his girlfriend, and other instances involving cruelty to children. It seemed like the judges down there, they're a bit more lenient on criminals than they should be. He's been over and over again given probation, even for violent crimes, and it seems that most of those times he broke his probation and barely served any jail time. Prosecutors, police officers, dispatchers, citizens, all of us really. It pisses us off that a violent criminal like this is just left to roam the streets with little to no consequences for his actions. After the arrest of Little, Atlanta Police Chief had a statement. He said, I want this to be a message just not to him, but to everyone that was involved yesterday that we are very early in the investigation and anyone who thinks they will commit violence in our city, we're coming for you with everything we got. That's what I like to hear from a chief. Hopefully it'll make people think twice before they engage in something stupid like this, but unfortunately, these will keep happening. And for Atlanta, this was the second time in the month of January of this year 
that a child under the age of six was hit by a stray bullet. The mother of the child, whose name was Grayson Matthew Fleming Gray, she issued a statement as well. He has a beautiful smile. He had a beautiful heart. He was very smart. And he was very funny. And honestly, that's about all I can tell you because that's about as much as I got to learn from him before he was taken from me. It's very unfortunate all around, and I hope the family will get the help they need to get through this. This last incident I'll go over, it's very recent, and the audio was just released. Yes, what's going on? My baby's out in the backseat. Let me get you your neck. Hold on one second, okay? I need an ASAP right now. Okay, hold on one second. Okay. Please, hurry up. What's the, what's the address? God damn Okay, you don't have to holler at me. Your kid is what? God damn, what the fuck is him here? I can't hear you if you're yelling. I need an ambulance. I need a phone to What's going on there? My kids are not responding. Okay. All right. How old is your child? One and two months. One and two months? Is he breathing? What? what is going on? Is he breathing? No. He's not? Hello? Hello? No. No, I don't want to get here. Calling out for the paramedics. Hello? Okay, are you right there with the child now? Yes, yes. Okay, I need you to put him flat on his back. Hello? Hello? Okay, I need you to put him flat on his back, okay? Hello? Sir, I just called the ambulance. He's not in the back. He's not in the fucking back. What the fuck do you want to do? Okay, I need you to look at the fuck you want to do. Sir, you don't have to keep pressing at me. I'm trying to. What do you want to do? He's my fucking kids. Okay. I need you to see if it's. I can't hear you. Is his chest moving up and down? No, it's not doing nothing. Okay. Why am I here? All right, are you willing to do CPR? No. Okay, I need you to put your hand no. in between his nipples. Don't stop working on it. 
on his breastbone in between his nipples. That caller either lost their signal or hung up on the phone. I'm not exactly sure which one it was. Obviously, there was a lot of anger going on right there. You got a baby that stopped breathing. There's a lot to that. And there's a lot more to this than we heard on the line. This was in a smaller town, and as you could hear, the dispatcher had to mute herself while getting the paramedics started. So she was working both the phone and the radio at the same time. The caller may not have known what was going on, but regardless, as I've said before, something like this is not time to dilly-dally around on a baby who isn't breathing. Yelling at the person who's trying to help you does nothing but delay the call because, as you could hear, maybe you could barely understand what the caller was saying. Before the medical dispatcher could even finish a good sentence, he was already yelling at her. I get it. With the situation happening, almost anybody would be upset. But you have to remember, we don't know what's going on before you tell us. We have to get that info. Like I said before, something happened that made that caller disconnect. Not sure what. But another call came in. We have EMS and first responders in route to you, sweetie. Okay, we have two unresponsive babies. You have two? Two unresponsive babies. How old are the babies? Can you tell me how old they are? How old are they? Oh. One month. 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 One Yes. Yes. Two of them. Okay, and you said they how old one month? Is that what you said? Oh, I believe so. This he is Oh Lord. Oh Lord, we like you. Hold on, stay on the line. We have EMS. Hold on, stay on the line. Uh, on the line. Uh, on the line. If it's something we can do on our part until you get here. Yes, you want to do CPR. I will want with that just a And that call also ended abruptly, but we found out something even worse in the first call. There's two babies that were unresponsive. I'm going to circle back to the first call and zone in on the caller and the person screaming in the background. The caller was trying to get help for these two babies, which were actually three months and 14 months old, because of something both the caller and the female screaming in the background caused. 14-month-old Amaria Knoll and three-month-old Cameron Knoll were found dead in the backseat of this caller's car. The caller and the woman you heard in the background on the first call 
Their names are Amin Butler and Zaria Knoll, both 21 years old, have been arrested and charged with child abuse, inflicting serious injury and involuntary manslaughter of these two babies. Police found the babies with bruises, marks all over their bodies, and burned skin. Details regarding their deaths past that haven't been released, but it's looking like these two 21-year-olds I mentioned were the reason that they were found dead. I don't have any sorrow for them at all if they were the ones who caused this to happen, as it seems they did. And even with what has taken place here, both have been released from jail on an unsecured $100,000 bond. The DA was trying to get the judge to change their bond request, but it was denied, and both these people got to walk out. As I said, this happened in a small town called Rocky Mount, North Carolina, only a couple weeks ago, and everything regarding this case is still up in the air and developing. I'm hoping they can levy a few more charges on them and that maybe public outcry will keep the judge from slapping them on the wrist. Before I go this week and this episode, it's been a pretty bad one. I've got a trailer for another podcast to play for you. Hoping this show might take your mind off these calls that I've just played for you. The podcast I'm talking about is called Santa Maybe a Criminal. I would describe it, but I believe the trailer will speak for itself. I've listened to it, and it is a very entertaining show. Very different. We're here in the matter of the United States of America versus... Collect call from a person presumed nice until proven naughty. Santa Claus. Y'all, Santa Claus is locked up, and I'm going to get him out. My name's Richie Buck. I'm an amateur podcaster and investigator. I'm an investipodster. I came up with that. If you like true crime, feelings of the holidays, and I ain't just talking about Christmas, and satire, well, Santa may be a criminal, just might be for you. Some of your favorite true crime podcasters have joined in to spin this yarn. I'm Chet. If the mitten ain't a fitting. Can you tell who's who? Stop acting like And is Santa a criminal? Let's find out together. Could be some kind of elephant tourist. Santa may be a criminal. Listen and subscribe now, wherever you get your podcasts. Got run over by a reindeer. Ho, ho, ho. That'll do it for this one. Go ahead and jump on our discussion group on Facebook called Music City 901 Podcast Discussion Group and follow along with what we have going on. Just tonight... The fugitives from the Alabama prison escape were caught, and an amazing amount of info was gathered by listeners of this show and shared on that group. That conversation is still going on, even as I'm recording this. That is one of hundreds of things we talk about on there. Also follow along on Twitter, Instagram, and other social media pages, and you can subscribe on Patreon for ad-free episodes. If you'd like a t-shirt or another Music City 911 item, head over to teespring.com slash MC911 and check out what's available. Links to all this will be in the description. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.